Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron to AD to the rim. Well, theoretically, that was going to be David Locke screaming, I hate the freaking Lakers, which brings us right to the question of the day. Hot takes or toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Cadillac owners may have changed, but luxury hasn't. Come see the bold new lineup of Cadillac at Jerry Seiner Cadillac today. Many questions over the weekend, but one of them, did anybody feel dirty rooting for the Lakers to beat the Suns? L-A-K-E-R-S. <laughs> That one worked. Brad says to be the number one seed. Oh, he goes with the Ron Boone drop. Hell no. I was glad to see the Lakers win. Austin says it's a lot easier to root for the Lakers when Jan- when Queen James isn't playing. Oh, King James. See, call, call him a girl. That's uh, That's pretty good stuff right there. Dave says sometimes you got to make deals with the devil. Dave, I believe that's true. The deal must be made. It's good for the Jazz to see the Suns lose, so you just got to suck it up and root for the hated Lakers. There's no way around it. Yeah, see, I don't know that that's it, though. I think a lot of Jazz fans are petrified of the Lakers, and they want them out of that potential 7-8 and eight because if they get 7 but lose and then win again, they would be the 8th seed yep. if Jazz finish 1. So I don't think it's necessarily about the Suns losing. I think it's more about being scaredy-cats when it comes to playing the Lakers. Well, that's definitely a scenario out there. I think if the Lakers are in that 7-8 game, they will put all their powers on winning ASAP. And I get that you know they could play a good game and still lose because Steph Curry could go for 50 uh, but I think if they get in that game, they'll win it. But you're right. But you you're playing with your fire. Chances, there, is, there is a chance. I certainly <laughs> it's can't debate Lakers. that. There is a so chance. So it's not a scenario. It's the scenario. <laughs> now you're getting the cold sweats. You're the one seed. Congrats. You get LeBron and AD in the first round. And they're they're somehow healthy. playing the Lakers <laughs> later and losing to them later is better than losing to them earlier. I get that. I think there's an argument to be made that playing the Lakers earlier would be better because they'd still be trying to reestablish whatever rhythm they've lost because they've had guys sitting for so long. As would you. So, yes, it's true. That washes out. Or you can hope they go to the other side of the bracket and somebody else beats them and you never have to deal with them. But, man, if somebody else beats them, isn't somebody else playing at a high level? Can't we just... Chase this around and around. This is chicken yeah, and the egg type stuff. If you're weak-minded, that's what you would do. Yep. Or you could just buckle up, as Bowler would say, and go out there and win 16 playoff games, which isn't going to be easy no matter who you're playing. It's what your level of faithfulness and belief is in this team. If you wanted the Lakers to win so you didn't face them in the first round, you don't really believe in a Jazz. If you wanted the Lakers to win so the Suns would lose, I can accept that a little bit better. But if you're worried about the Lakers, you really don't have a lot of faith in this team. John, I feel like I have to root for the Lakers to win, and it makes me feel icky. <laughs> icky. It's a good word. So 
So how many Jazz fans do you think were rooting for the Lakers in that game because they were worried about the Laker matchup, and how many were just focused on the Suns thinking, sweet, two-game lead with four to go. We'll take it. Got room for a mulligan down the stretch now. And if you didn't say it, but you kind of alluded to it earlier, if the Suns stumble one more time, then the Jazz get two mulligans down the stretch. I don't think very many Jazz fans are all that worried about the Suns, and if they were... Yesterday at this time, they're certainly a lot less worried about them this morning at this time because they didn't look like a good team at all, and they had all their guys. Crowder was back. Sarge has been in and out of the lineup. He was back. I don't think they played Camp Johnson. If he's a difference maker, then uh, I would be surprised. But other than that, I think they had most of their guys, and Lakers without a bunch of guys. and So the Suns, it was one of their worst losses that they've had, and I haven't watched the Suns play all the time. But that wasn't good. I mean, they were they were smoked right from the start, and at, at no point in the fourth quarter was I worried that the Suns were going to come back. Uh, this, they had a little streak, but this is the NBA. If you, if you don't go on an 8 nothing streak in the NBA, something's wrong with you. <laughs> so, I mean, that's no big deal. But they just were really never in the ball game. I know the announcers try to build it up to, to keep you involved, so it's all about ratings. It's entertainment. Never lose sight of that. So, uh, you know, unless you're getting the, the hometown announcers, but if you get national guys, they're going to try to pump it up to keep you invested into watching it because they're looking interested in their pockets. And so you could try to make the game competitive, and that's their job to, to keep you tuned in so you don't go to bed or change the channel or what have you. But I never really felt that the the Lakers were in danger of losing that game from the pretty much the halftime on. So that was a bad game for the Suns. So I don't think I don't really think most Jazz fans fear the Suns even though they've gone 3 and 0 against the Jazz. I just don't think that they think that that's real. I think it's all about the Lakers, man. We're 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 nervous about them and the last thing we want to do because what would what would make this season a complete and total disaster is losing in the first round. Yeah, Donovan threw that gauntlet down before things even started. And so to have all these regular season wins piled up and then check out in the first round, that would be brutal. Well, it's only happened twice, right, where the number one seed is lost to the eight seed. Uh, I Probably, yeah. I can't recall, but I'll go with it. I mean, I, know, I remember the Sonics losing to the Nuggets, obviously. And I th- the Mavericks were a one seed and lost. I don't and know if somebody it. else has. Is that it? That is it? Okay. In the West, anyway, I don't really care about the East. So you would go down in infamy. Ick. Particularly in a seven-game series, no less. I mean, now those other ones, I'd have to see it. Were they three out of five? Which, obviously, your margin of error is much smaller in a three out of five. You lost a four out of seven, and you've been fighting for respect all season. And I don't care that it's the Lakers. I don't care who it would be. If you lost the first-round series, that would be an absolute disaster. And then they couldn't spin it by point differential and all these other ways they try to spin negative into positive. No. <laughs> you would have had the best record in the league, and you went out in the first round. You would, you have to work overtime to spin that for me. The Warriors uh, was a best-of-seven series. Great. Then you would be right there You'd with them. You'd be right there. Yep. Congratulations. You got company <laughs> in your suckitude. Yeah. 
Dr. Indy Jones Jr. says, I really want the Suns to lose so the Jazz have extra games and can relax a little bit before the playoffs. They've already got time off. I don't think that's as critical. With the new play-in format, that builds the time in off that you used to want to wrap it up early so you could shut your guys down on uh, the last game or two. But now you're going to have at least five or six days off. Yeah, I, I still think you want that. You Everyone wants to clinch as soon as they can. No matter if you have 10 weeks off, you still want to clinch as soon as you can. Uh, Jordan is the fan you're talking about here. Uh, if the Lakers win, not only does it help the Jazz keep the one seed, but it puts the Lakers closer to the sixth seed. They've got a fairly easy schedule left. Portland does not. Lakers, Clippers play round one. Gets one of them out of the way early on. If the Clippers can hold on to the three seed. Yeah, but that's not what you want, though. You want them in the seventh seed, don't you? You don't want them at the six. You don't want the Lake. You want the Lakers at the. Is seven? it better to be seven? Well, six and seven are both on the other side of the bracket. So if you're trying right, to avoid but them, you, but I understand that. But okay. if you're seven, you have to play in a playing game. Yeah, but see, that's that whole tempting fate thing. Yeah, they might drop to eight and end up on your side of the bracket and be your first-round opponent. They might. I understand that. But but we're assuming, and maybe it's too big of an assumption, but I don't think it is because I think LeBron will be back. So the way I look at it is have them, and I get it, eliminate it, the possibility. But I think the best scenario would be have them be seven, have to play again, risk more injury, and they probably win that game if they're healthy. And then they have that seven seed, so they are obviously on the other side. Uh, but get them out there more. Uh, I mean, you can go back and forth on this. Uh, yeah. I think as, I think the Jazz fans would really just like the Suns, the Clippers, and Lakers on the other side of the bracket so they don't have to face more than one of those teams, and that one they wouldn't have to face for a month. Yeah, I don't really think they care about the Suns. I think Jazz fans can worry about anything. They can, but I don't think they care about the Suns. I'll tell you right now, you can play the Suns in the in the Western Conference Finals. Do you sign up for it right now? Yep. Do you take it? Yeah, you do. You do, because that means absolutely. the Clippers and Lakers are out, and that means that you didn't mess up your first two series. So that is probably the best-case scenario for Jazz fans in a conference final. Best realistic case. Whoever the fourth team is on the other side of that bracket, I guess them getting in the conference final, but that doesn't seem possible really reaching then, and you're really hoping to backdoor it at that point. Yeah, so the Suns can finish five spots ahead of the Lakers, but Jazz fans are terrified of the Lakers, and they look at the Suns and say, oh, we can beat those guys. They don't even give it a second thought. Are Jazz fans alone in being terrified of the Lakers, or do you think the entire Western Conference is terrified of the Lakers and is like, please let those guys go to the other side yeah, of the I don't bracket. think the Clippers are terrified of the Lakers, no, not at all. They're the one? The only one. Do they, uh, want, that, they want them in the first round, figuring they won't be at their best, even if they have their guys back? I, I think you play who you play. I don't think they give it a second thought. What's the difference? You play who you play, and you're going to have to beat them four times. That's really all that matters. Hmm. I mean, that, if you're a true winner, that's your mindset. Anything else... Once you let doubt creep in, it'll eat you up. That's exactly what you're going to have. You're going to have doubt. So 
And I know there's a lot of fans in jazz media who want it so bad that they're so nervous about it because it just would make their lives so much better. And it would be such a big deal for them. I understand all that. If I was in that situation and these guys were my boys, I would feel the same way. So it's way easier for me to sit here and say all this stuff because I don't have, I have zero emotional attachment. My paycheck depended on it. I would root like crazy. I'm not that that my rooting is going to do anything. (laughs) It has zero effect (laughs) on anything. It's, it's the coaching staff getting ready for the guys to play and the guys go out and doing what they're capable of doing. PK on a Sunday night, sitting in the TV room, watching the Suns and the Lakers, rooting, trying to get his mind to change the time-space continuum. It really has zero (laughs) bearing on it. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) There's literally nothing I can do to help this team win or to make them lose. Nothing. So that's why I don't really worry about it, because I can't control it. There's zero. It's whether these guys play. And I actually have a lot of belief in them that I don't create uh, scenarios in which things can go wrong. They very well could lose, but it's going to be on them, how they play. If they play well, I've been saying it for weeks, if they play well, they're capable of beating anyone in this league four times. Nothing has changed in my mind to make me think. In fact, my mind has actually grown stronger, my mindset, I should say, as far as my belief in them. Because I see these guys play, I think there's a great. I think you said it last week, and I was thinking about it over the weekend. That you know they've they've gotten into a little bit of a rhythm now with the guys that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's something to be said, and you brought that up last week. And you just take you know Trent Forrest when he comes in now, he knows exactly what he's supposed to do. And Niang, you know his role has changed. Uh, dramatically from when he's coming off the bench to now he's receiving more minutes, more of a focal point and everything. And you could see him play. Joe's been doing this for a while, bouncing back and forth between bench and starter. So he's more used to it. Yes, he has an increased role, obviously, with the ball handling. You can see it in his assist total. But he's used to it. But there's a couple other guys that their roles have dramatically changed here in the last couple of weeks, and you can see that they're much more comfortable in these roles right now, and they're playing better. The team is playing better. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they haven't been beating the best teams in the league, but there's something to be said for beating Denver. Denver's been in a little tailspin now. I think they've come back down to earth a little bit, but that was a very intense game, and it was great experience that will benefit I don't know how much force will play when the other two come back, but certainly Niang will be in there. And if you need Niang to do more, well, it's no sweat. He's been doing more. This is, in a sense, at his level, on his scale, this is a breakout season for Niang. And so now he should go into the season with much more confidence. And for where Bogdanovich was a couple of months ago to where he is now, it's obviously night and day. And he should go storming into the playoffs with all sorts of confidence. There should be no doubt about his level of confidence. right? It should be at the all-time high since he's been with the Jazz. Unless something outrageously dramatic were to happen in these next four games, which I don't think is going to happen. So that's why my mindset is, hey, play who you play. And sure, yeah, I get it. I'd rather play the Lakers in the third round. But if it should happen, it's not like I'd be scared. I, that my preference would be uh, to do that. It's like uh, every team in college football 
who wins the coin flip for overtime. We'll go on defense. You're just kind of playing the odds there. But does it really matter if you go on defense? Because if you take care of your offense, that just puts the pressure right back on those other guys in that way. So, But they always choose defense, right? Every single time. It's, some, it's written down somewhere. The coin flip, the preference is to be defense. That's the same type of thing. Well, of course, you don't want to play the Lakers. But if you should have to play them, let's go. Same thing. If you lose the coin flip and you have to go on offense, it's not like, oh, my gosh, it's over, right? Same type of mindset. We got jazz fans with some very different mindsets here. Uh, Mario, on the question of did he feel dirty rooting for the Lakers, he says, I actually dislike Chris Paul more than the Lakers, so that makes it easier. What for? He does not explain. Probably Mario's hardcore. He tweets it as he's listened for a long time. I would bet it goes back to he was a D-Will over Chris Paul guy. And then every little thing that happened the rest of Chris Paul's career, just Chris got off on the wrong foot with Mario as a rookie in New Orleans. And, and Mario's never let up. No, see, I think you have to really admire Chris Paul at 36 years of age because I think to play at this level at 36 in this league, very few guys have done it. I think it takes a complete and total dedication to so much that you never see as a fan. You just the 36-year-old just doesn't show up to practice and put in his 90 minutes, watch some film, go home and eat cheeseburgers and whatnot. <laughs> I mean, I think it has to be a complete and total dedication. Look at all the money that Chris Paul has accumulated, right? He could go buy multiple islands and never be heard from again and be one happy fellow. But he has this commitment And he's a smaller dude, and he's been able to not only survive all these years, but really thrive. And take this team, like Phoenix, which hasn't been to the playoffs in 11 years, and go in there and help them get to where they are. It's been a remarkable season for these guys. Actually, my admiration for Chris Paul is at an all-time high. And if he may have gotten under my skin when he was with the Clippers and they played the Jazz back, well, that's just a competitive nature that you get when you're on the court and you're within the boundaries of the court. And really, we don't know Chris Paul at all. He might be the nicest dude ever, but we have no idea. We just see him out on the floor. But we do know, at least for me, to be able to play at this level, it just takes a ton of dedication to your conditioning, to training, to all that stuff that we literally never see. And I can appreciate and respect that. I can respect that actually, not only respect it, but respect it enormously. Can't fall out of bed and hit this level in the NBA at the age of 36, especially as a six-foot guy. But even even a six-six guy, excelling at 36, you're you're putting in the time. And it's it's diet, exercise, stretching, weights, on and on down yeah, the line. Yeah, the commitment. Yeah, 365. Much, yeah. You can't be doing the yo-yo thing in the offseason, gaining 15 and losing 15. You got right. to be there day after day. Right. And who can't appreciate a guy who goes to work every day? Now, obviously, he has a very high-profile job. But the guy who gets up and goes to work every day and has been doing it you know, for him in the NBA, it's like he's been doing it for 30 years. It's not literally 30 years because nobody works as a player in the NBA for 30 years. But he's been going to work and doing this. And can't you just picture him going to his right, 
turning his shoulders, yep. doing that little fade back yep. mid-ranger. It's like he's perfected that shot, shot. And to me, it's a form of art to watch him do that. So I can't get in to where I hate Chris Paul. Not at all. I actually respect him as much as I ever have. All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. When we come back, Billy and Bogdanovich got PK thinking 48 points, carrying the Jazz. Huge game when they needed it most against the Nuggets. And they get the win, and he goes for 48. And as a role guy, not as one of the two stars, but as a role guy, who's been better? It's a very short list you can even compare him to, and we will do that next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The great Craig Bullerjack. The big question is how do you reintroduce Conley, who I think has been through this before, but Donovan hasn't. Donovan's never missed this much time, so hopefully he and Quinn have had conversations about being brought back in and trying not to overdo it and just fit back in and do his thing. So that's probably the next challenge ahead for the Jazz, is that you think, okay, great, you've had a lot of depth to get out on the floor. Trent Force is wowed the crowd a bit. You know, Clarkson bogey. You got to give credit to Joe just kind of running the show at the point and now, and as you close in, hopefully we get another update on Donovan and Mike as well, and we'll get a better feel for where they are as they try to maybe play the final two games of the regular season, if not before. We'll see. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.